0: This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. <laughs> CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network. Delivered by Domino's. Visit domino's.ca today.
1: We now see Travis Lule. Way
0: fake again. Lule swings it out. Oh,
2: Shaq Jones, a touchdown. Oh. Red will take it from the 35.
0: Is that a Matter goal?
3: It is week five in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to CFL Weekly Across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Great big show for you today, folks. I have from the details on CFL and Center. Derek Taylor will join me to go over some of the analytics and underlying numbers from around the CFL. Also, Scott Cullen drops by from TSN.ca. A lot of CFL fantasy advice, folks. If you haven't been listening, you better start listening. We're giving some good info out here for your fantasy roster on the TSN CFL League, as well as the team power rankings going into week five. Plus, a special behind the helmet with BC Lions' new, I guess you'd call him interim starting quarterback, but a guy who stepped out and balled out last week, Travis Lule, will join me later on. So, let's get into the top performers of the week here. I'm joined in studio by producer Joe Narsa. And Joe, it begins with Travis, by God, Lule. Off the bench sets records now. Granted, it was one series Jonathan Jennings went down. Travis Lule, the 2011 MOP, has been shoved to the side. Injury trouble. That's why it was never a lack of talent for Lule. It It was injuries, and then Jennings came in as the younger body. Pops off the bench. 80.6% 80.6% completions, 29 to 36, and 436 passing yards to throw for a record of passing yards off the bench. Also a career high from three touchdowns, ran for another, was a fantasy beast that nobody would have picked up. If you said you got Travis Luley last week, you're a liar. I don't believe you. There's no reason to have Travis Luley, But he came out, no doubter, a CFL Performer of the Week, Joe. And uh, you couple that with Nick Moore. Hey, you got to have a target. If you're popping 436 yards, someone's got to be catching him. 220 receiving yards on 10 catches for Nick Moore.
4: There's two reasons why that entire thing is impressive. You have a quarterback coming off the bench and not only throwing for 436 yards, but being 80%. It's hard to do to come in a game cold and have that level of accuracy, especially with your receiving core, when they're starting with a different QB. Yeah, and you've been training
3: all week, right? You've been going all week with Jennings as the starter. And the question then becomes, okay, what do you expect out of Travis Luley this week? Because he will be starting in place of uh, Jennings with the injured shoulder. And it's a whole lot different coming off the bench when the team isn't prepared, when the opposition isn't prepared for you compared to when you are. We've seen Travis Lulay put up big numbers in the past, though, so I'd still be convinced he can, he can do pretty well. Maybe not 436 well. But still pretty darn good. And then, Joe, you go Martise Jackson from the Argos. Out of absolutely nowhere. Only his second game in the Canadian Football League. He went absolutely bonkers. He, he just he, he galloped. Had one touchdown called back on a return. Which is garbage. We all know that now.
4: We can't talk about that again.
3: I know. That poor, who was the lady? Karen something? Katie? Oh, yeah. Whatever Karen. her name was.
4: What about Karen? Lost about
3: Lost a million bucks whatever
4: got a great speaker system though
3: she did 25 you still get $25,000 or whatever speaker system and
4: also not walking away
3: empty handed karen
4: the bombers helped her out giving her season tickets this year and next year that's pretty good um and safeway i believe gave her a year's worth of groceries what else do you want
3: a million dollars i guess you'd want that yeah but marty <laughs> but marty's jackson holy like joe and and you see blips from people throughout the years right but you you see with him he returned the kickoff 84 yards Uh, That led to a field goal. Before that, 78 yards for a TD. Total, okay. get this, 339 combined return yards. 148 on punt returns, 191 from kickoffs. Second most in Argonaut history. Is that something he can carry over? I'm not willing to bet that it is because he caught everybody off guard. But hey, you know what? Maybe we've seen he has the flash, but now, again, people are going to be focusing in on him. What does that mean for this week, right?
4: Well, I mean, what's going to be interesting, too, is after watching him, like, his cut ability is fantastic. When he's not even in the open field, like, when he was trapped near in their own 20, 30 yards, I mean, he cut through, like, three or four guys. Yeah, he can stop on a dime. Getting out of their own red zone. Yeah. And even once he picks up speed, I believe it was that last punt, or last kickoff, he was dead tired and he still ended up with like a 75 yard return. Yeah,
3: he's got the turbo boost, man.
4: So, with the Argos having a little bit of injuries in the wide receiver slot, I mean, he could be a spell weapon. You could maybe see him. Maybe um, some
3: sweeps or something yeah, in the backfield, right? Maybe a
4: little option for them, especially with how quick he's able to move. And clearly, you know, his hands have got to be pretty good for, the, uh, for his receiving ability. So.
3: Yeah, we'll see if, if Mark Tressman works him into the offense uh, at all. Anymore. So reminder to folks, we are delivered by Domino's. All right. And you can get a medium feast pizza for only ten ninety nine at Domino's.ca. You can dive into their delivery carryout specials. Check out the seven ninety nine mix and match offers. That is something for everybody. You can get two topping medium pizzas, pasta, chicken wings, bread sides, and the irresistible marbled cookie brownie. I'm telling you guys, it's not just a tagline. This thing's awesome. The marbled cookie brownie. But you can go to Domino's.ca. Joe, have you had the marble cookie brownie, buddy?
4: No, I have not. You but should. But it sounds fantastic.
3: It is spectacular. And you can get all that and much more at dominoes.ca. Okay, let's hit the blitz. And we'll begin with our Twitter poll question, at AndyMC81. That's at AndyMC81 on Twitter. Week five, what's been the biggest surprise so far this CFL season? So heading into the fifth week of the season, what's been the biggest surprise so far? The winless tie Cats. Travis Lule's week four for the BC Lions, no wins for the defending great cup champ Ottawa Red Blacks, or Calgary's Kamar Jordan, the receiving touchdown leader in the entire CFL. He had three touchdowns. Three touchdowns total last year. He's already surpassed that with four. So what is the biggest surprise? Leading the way early is no wins for Ottawa. And I think that's that's probably fair, Joe, because you'd expect the defending great cup champions to To not be struggling, but I get the, like, the Red Blacks to me, it just feels like a team that's been snake bitten a bit. Terrible schedule. You got two games in week five. They've started off the first two uh, weeks of the season against Calgary in tough matchups. And I just get the feeling this is a team come like late August Labor Day. They're going to be turning it around, probably finish... Second seed in the East or something around five hundred, and then come on strong in the playoffs. That's the feel I'm getting from the Red Blacks.
4: Well, what's also so surprising is you, when you think of a defending champion. I mean, you're okay with a little bit of a slump coming out of the gate. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head. If they were to be two and two right now, or one and two, I think you would respect it because you looked at their you looked at their uh, schedule and you were like, well, they play Calgary two games in a row. That's yeah. always going to be a war, and after that, they should be okay. But still winless. At, you I got believe. tie. Yeah, still, they got time. <laughs> I mean, one again, point. <laughs> they're the defending champions, and yeah, they got the tie. Got Hopefully, the that doesn't bite them in the back. But I would say that would be my biggest surprise. No, especially
3: in the East too. Like the Argos are two and two. The Alouettes are two and two. I, especially on the Alouette side, I don't think anybody's claiming that either of those two teams are juggernauts in the division. Like they can still be had. Now the Ticats, on the other hand, and we'll get into this more, Derek Taylor, when he joins us later. Whew. That's a that's that's a team that just really does not have a lot going for them, which I'm very surprised by. Offense, defense—you got the defensive line playing well, but other than that, it's it's iffy. Uh, Lule's week four, I think, would have to be the ultimate surprise because you didn't expect them to play. And then Kamar Jordan, like I, for, for uh, from the fantasy side on TSN CFL fantasy game, I'm Ryan Kamar Jordan every single week. The dude's still worth under six thousand bucks. He just keeps balling out, man. Bolivar just keeps going to him. Love it. Absolutely love it. So uh, you can vote there at AndyMC81 on the question, what is the biggest surprise so far this CFL season? The winless Ticats, Lulay's Week 4 for BC, no wins for Ottawa, or Calgary's Kamar Jordan being the touchdown leader. You can uh, vote there. And, hey, if you have your own, of course, you can tweet in your own. So one of the other storylines is that we want to check in at this time of the year. Okay, well, early on, who's the best team? Who? Who do you feel is the, the, the best so far through the regular season? Well, the CFL on TSM panel, Rod Smith, Matt Dunnigan, and Milt Stiegel were discussing just that point. Matt Dunnigan began with his thoughts on why it's the Edmonton Eskimos that are the best team in the Canadian Football League.
5: I think absolutely they are. They're 3-0, have, and it's how they've won. They beat the BC Lions on the road. Very difficult place to win, right? And then they beat, in their own backyard, a very physical, tough Montreal football team, and then they beat the defending Grey Cup champions. Record speaks for itself, and Milton, you Matt, can't argue Matt, this. I, I, yes, it's wins Matt, I, and losses. I, 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 wins I, and losses. they 3-0. I be
1: on your side, but you think about what these BC Lions have done. Yeah, they lost to Edmonton that first home mm, game, mm-hmm. but they went on the road. Mm-hmm. Not just on the road, to the mm. East Coast three times. Three won. times. All three times. games. Mm-hmm. Let's wait and see what happens when they play again. No, no, no. It's When they right play now. Again. It's right
5: now, Milt.
1: BC Lions right are the now. best team
6: right now. Well, Milt, the Edmonton Eskimos are one of the home teams that won in uh, week four. I'm going to exclude them though. Bigger home win, most significant one, would it be Winnipeg over Toronto or Montreal over Calgary? Oh, Winnipeg.
1: Come on, you see the way they played it at, at, at their home field? 11 and 26 since they stepped on that field. And the fact they were to come back. If Toronto at, receivers at, could catch the ball, that would have lost that the, football. The way game. Winnipeg lost to Calgary in the comeback overcome that adversity and beat the Argonauts, that's big. Biggest win, Montreal at
5: home, distanced themselves from two teams in the East, in Hamilton and Ottawa, and that was a big win for them in their home park against Arguably the best team in the Canadian football. When was the last Calgary Calgary in Montreal? 2013. Well, (laughs) Crescent Street kind of think takes over there a little bit, but that's got to factor in somehow. So, uh, but I still think it's a big win. Uh, I know Montreal is a tough place to win, but Montreal is a huge win for him. Let's
6: swing it back to here at Tim Hortons Field and what happened between the Lions and the Tiger Cats, and maybe the catch of the ages by Mm. Brian Burnham. He only had two. But that has to be one of the greatest catches ever in the CFL. And if it isn't that, what is?
5: I'm going, uh, well, yeah, first of all, kudos to Brian Burnham. That was absolutely ridiculous. Draped all over him and stumbling. And and he turns his body in one hand. Incredible. And they they needed it towards the end of the football game because Hamilton was coming back. But I'm going S.J. Green, 2010, overtime, back in the end zone, stretching out. It was absolutely gorgeous,
1: one-handed, typical S.J. Green move. Well, it was a great catch by Mr. Burnham, one of the top five catches I've seen since I've been involved with the CFL. Mm -hmm. But number one to me is downtown Eddie Brown. The Grey Cup, right oh, here. Almost yeah. right here in this right, footprint yeah, of land. That's the stadium right. was configured yeah, differently. It was, really so. was going this way. But it was cold. It was snowing. It kicked off his foot. Mm-hmm. He had his jerry curl. He was rolling that day. So <laughs> that was the greatest catch I've seen
6: in the if CFL. If I can suggest so, another Hamilton oh, tie-in. I know where
1: you're going. 1989 Grey Cup. Tony, Tony, champion. Tony champion
6: of the Ticats. They lost to the Saskatchewan mm-hmm. Rough Riders 43-40, mm-hmm. one of the great Grey Cups ever. That was down the road in Toronto. Champion, though, he also had a catch for the ages.
5: We haven't even mentioned Ben Cahoon and no. what he no. did. there's yeah.
6: got top 10 Chat himself. On we can keep yeah. going, but we're going to send it back.
3: All right, that was the CFL on TSN panel. After the break, Derek Taylor from Center and details on the CFL will join me. We'll go over the Tiger Cats struggle. Is Are there any underlying numbers, any good news for Tiger Cats fans through the first few weeks, and we'll also swing around the rest of the CFL and see what Derek's working on. A lot more coming up on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Football season is here, and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium-piece pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry-out deals at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal, including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our 7 dollars mix-and-match offer that has something for everyone, including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at
0: Domino's.ca. You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network.
3: Welcome back to the show. This is a CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter. At Andy mc 81 And remember, folks, we are delivered by Domino's. Get a medium feast pizza for just ten ninety nine right now. Visit Domino's.ca for all their delivery and carryout specials. That's Domino's.ca. Still to come in the show, a special behind the helmet with superstar Travis Lulay, at least for one week, of the BC Lions. He'll stop by also Scott Cullen from TSN.ca to go over some fantasy football and team ranking talk. First, though. From the details on the CFL and, of course, Sports Center, Derek Taylor. DT, how's it going, buddy?
2: Good. I'm very glad to be with you, Andy.
3: Excellent. Well, thanks for, for taking the time. Listen, I, I want to start with the Hamilton Tiger Cats because, of course, for those who haven't oh. seen the details, everybody's seen the details, but for those who haven't, you, you dig deeper, you get those underlying numbers and, and try to figure it out, which which I love because sometimes a team can be playing well or poorly, but but everything doesn't add up. The Tiger Cats, uh, is there any silver lining here, Derek, because... Man, they've they've pretty much been terrible all around.
2: At least, I mean, their defensive line looks all right. Right, <laughs> the Rod things, things and John Chick is. I mean, John Chick is an underrated man-eating beast. So <laughs> uh, after that, you know, it gets a little thin. I love Simone Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, it's getting super thin in a lot of spots.
3: Yeah, like it's so when you look at let's say the offense. This is where I was most surprised with with the offense was Zach Caleros, where. Even I expect them to kind of be more of an Ottawa-like team like they have been in the past when they got off the slow starts. They were still putting up numbers. You still had the feeling that they were going to turn it around. It was just a matter of time. That's where I'm at with the Red Blacks right now. But the Ticats, they're not putting up numbers. Luke Tasker was held to a goose egg a couple of weeks back. And it, we know Ken Austin doesn't run the ball. So it's on the offensive <laughs> side, is there any, any bright spots there?
2: There, are, there aren't any. It's, it's unbelievable, and I wish I wish I had better news because Hamilton was my pick to finish first in the East for for all the same reason. Like you just thought this would click, and Collarus is, is a tremendous quarterback. Yeah. in literally every game this season, they played three times. He's been under pressure sixteen times in every game, and that is a tremendous number on a percentage basis. It's the highest in the league, and what we're, we're starting to see now, and if, if I can spot it, then it, it must be for real. Kolaris will be in the pocket, and there won't be pressure, but there's a hint that pressure might be coming. Uh, it'll get picked up by Xavier Fulton. Fulton will do exactly his job, but Kolaris is already gone. He's like, forget this. I'm out of mm-hmm. town. I have to go. And that's that's not a great sign. They they did replace Jordan Swindle at right tackle. After two games, it, it got better at right tackle, but everything else, Kolaris just clearly does not feel safe and warm back there in the pocket like you would want him to, right? And then when he starts throwing the ball, I wonder i wonder about his targets.
3: Well, yeah. And so uh, what I'm hearing then is it seems like Kolaris is hearing a little bit of footsteps, almost a regression to when he first became a starter, right? Look to run first, pass later, if things didn't look perfect right away. And, and you can't blame him because he's been getting creamed back there. And we know how the yeah. tie Cats go if Zach Kolaris goes down.
2: Well, he hangs in the pocket. I don't... I don't time quarterbacks in the pocket of the decision, but it, he looks like a guy he hangs in the pocket for quite a while, trying to find somebody open, trying to make something happen. And if you don't feel like you can get, you know, upwards to three seconds back there without getting your head taken off, you, you also don't blame him for mm-hmm. for taking off and, and going somewhere. Because, you know, physically speaking, it looks like they would have good receivers to work with. Luke Tasker, I think we all think is it. Is a tremendous receiver, thousand yard receiver. Absolutely, Brian. Tim showed very well when he got a chance late in the season last year. Jalen Saunders this past week put up put up great numbers, but it just I don't know. Are are any outside of Tasker? Do they have any stars in the receiving core? Like
3: not that are healthy. To,
2: once exactly once Tolliver went down, and, and Tolliver had nine touchdowns last year. What was it on eleven games like? Once that happened, that was a, a huge blow, and that yeah, that to the, compound that with the Fantuz being out until who knows Labor Day mm-hmm. whenever he decides to give up his front office job and get back to what he's great at. <laughs> he Which might not I come say, out now. Yeah, I say that. I say that if Jeff Fantuz wants to play, and sure. he's a tremendous target. So that would be a huge boost to them. But but where's this super skilled receiver? The Adarius Bowman, Manny Arsenault, mm-hmm. Kamar Jordan. Of our Daniels-type receiver that's going to carry them over the top, I don't it, – it hasn't made itself apparent.
3: No. In conversation with Derek Taylor from Sports Center and the details on the CFL. Uh, so, Derek, uh, details this week you're going to be looking at, and I can't wait to see this, uh, touching on amazing kind of acrobatic catches, and, of course, that comes off of Brian Burnham. Only two catches, but, oh, my, that's an all-timer <laughs> that we saw last week.
2: That one should count for at least five. I think right? so. I think so oh my goodness one-handed draws a pass interference in the end zone for a touchdown so he yeah, had nine yards but it gets the touchdowns and when I saw that catch by Burnham I thought okay well it makes absolutely perfect sense that Burnham was the guy who pulls that off because I've been tracking tough catches or you know what I have called at one point miracle catches in, in a couple of levels for for a couple of years now and last year Burnham had 13 catches that I went oh he's I do not expect that he's going to make that catch. So that's kind of been my dividing point. He has 13 of them. No one else in the league had more than seven. So he is just – his hands are outstanding. You want to cut out his legs and have him land full speed on his back? Fine with that. He has to leap over a defender and take a shot in the spine from, uh, from Neil King on the way down? He's cool with that. He just makes all these unbelievable catches. So I wanted to look at that, see the quarterbacks that benefit from that, and then talk about guys who – Not necessarily always tough catches, but just statistically, they make more catches than they should. You can kind of take every catch in the the league and go, okay, let's plot that down there, see where guy gets targeted, and figure out, okay, well, he's expected to make X number of catches. Now, how does he do compared to that? So we take a a surface look at it, we take a little deeper statistical look, and then we just slobber over the fact that (laughs) he makes these catches that are just mind-boggling.
3: Yeah, I get to get to enjoy all of it. That's going to be exciting. In conversation with Derek Taylor. Uh, DT, you want to get your vote on our Twitter poll at AndyMC81, heading into Week 5. What's been the biggest surprise for you so far this CFL season? The winless Tiger Cats, Lule's Week 4 for BC, no wins for Ottawa, or Calgary's Kamar Jordan being the touchdown leader in, in for, for receiving touchdowns. Which one's been the biggest surprise?
2: To me, it's absolutely Hamilton. I had... I had Hamilton, I thought, okay, this team's going to win 10 games, mm. maybe 11, because Kalaros, I really like Zach Kalaros so much. To me, there's no bigger surprise. I, I looked at Ottawa and thought, there's an 8-9-1 and one team last year. Uh, they lost important receivers, and yes, they picked up some spots of defense, but lost Abdul Kane I thought they would, would take a slip down. Uh, Kamar Jordan, I, Kamar Jordan, it is a surprise. I thought Tavares Daniels was going to be the man at Calgary, but it, it's been Jordan in that boundary slotback position, and then Travis Travis Lule is is a man. I, no one ever would have thought a career high <laughs> off the bench, no. old off the bench, but we he's the MOP for a reason, and mm-hmm. I think every BC Lions fan is thankful that Travis has said, you know what, I'm the, I'm the backup. All right, that's fine, I'm, but I'm ready to go when the. When you need me, and boy was he ready! Man. Holy
3: cow, it was it was amazing. Uh, last one for you here, Derek. Saskatchewan into Calgary this weekend, and the Rough Riders they got the win, went into the bye on a high note, which is great. They still have a lot of work to do if they want to remain competitive in the West because they're at one and two. First place Edmonton undefeated three and oh, you got BC three and one, Calgary two one and one, and Winnipeg two and one. So they're far from out of it. But we've seen last year things can get out of hand, and you can fall back quickly in the West. This is a tough assignment for the Rough Riders. Yeah, Kevin Glenn had the big game, but we kind of know what Kevin Glenn is, right? Like, what yeah. what's your upside for for the Rough Riders? Can they stay competitive in the West?
2: To me, you just have to keep pace with Winnipeg, because Edmonton is, has started much better than I thought they would. Right. Calgary and BC are right where, you know, I didn't think Calgary would necessarily dump a game already, but they're, they look like me, one and two in the league, so you, you have to keep pace with Winnipeg, so you know, I those Labor Day matchups in the rematch, the Banjo Bowl, get to be very interesting because that could be be the battle for that crossover spot. That I think we we probably all expect the West to take. And Glenn has been, you know, Kevin Glenn ish, right? Like he,
3: yeah, <laughs> the one uh, blip but
2: yeah, yeah. I'm I'm surprised there hasn't been more Deron Carter yet, and I'd be curious to, mm-hmm. to to see what that's about. But Deron Carter, with only I mean only 14 catches and only 144 yards, is a is a massive surprise because you thought that guy had everything he wanted to prove to people. Yeah. And uh, apart from one unbelievable catch which I did rank as tough where he reaches back between two defenders and one hand's one, he he just hasn't been, you know, the DeRon Carter we all know he can be. So, uh, Saskatchewan's just got to uh, yeah, don't lose don't lose games when the when the kicker misses field goals. I think that might be the way to go. <laughs>
3: Yeah, exactly. And, and Derek, we've seen this so often from Kevin Glenn, and everyone loves Kevin Glenn. He's played everywhere, right? And I, I talked about it on the show last week. He always see whenever he gets a chance to start, he always shows glimpses for a couple weeks. People, oh, this is Kevin Glenn. Yeah. And then he always, he, inevitably, he always comes back down to earth. So I, I think we're going to have to wait and see if, if, if he can sustain this for a, a, a much longer period of time before I get too excited over what Kevin Glenn can do at, at this stage in his career.
2: For more than a decade, been, there's been the good. Like there was the good Henry and the bad Henry. Yep. Good Hank, bad Hank. Just, there's good Glenn, and then there's the Kevin Glenn that, for some reason, chucks one to the field side halfback. Like, <laughs> why did you? Why did you do that? And yeah, that's 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 what he is. So can they can they harness that? Can he keep putting up you know three and almost four hundred yards a game? His mm. completion numbers are have been great so far, but it just you know it's not all come together. More more work to be done. They've got a better offensive line uh, this year than they had last year, so that's a nice touch. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's all going to ride with Kevin Glenn. Naaman Roosevelt, stud, mm-hmm. where's Deron Carter been, and where's he going to sure.
3: be? Uh, Derek, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Really appreciate it. Not at all, Andy. That was Derek Taylor. Get him on Twitter, at DT on SE. And make sure you check out details on the CFL you heard right there. He's going to go over the, the big play acrobatic type catches. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, take the break. Come back with some CFL fantasy talk. Get you ready for your week five lineup. And also team power rankings heading into the fifth week of the CFL season. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Football season is here, and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry-out deals at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal, including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our 7 dollars mix-and-match offer that is something for everyone, including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at Domino's.ca.
0: This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. <laughs> CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network. Delivered by Domino's. Visit Domino's.ca today.
3: Welcome back to the show. This is CFL Weekly. I'm Andy McNamara. And in studio with me, TSN.ca, Scott Cohen. Scotty, how are you? Awesome, Andy. How are you? I'm doing well. And you know what? I'm going to be even better after the show when I grab my medium feast pizza from Domino's for only ten ninety nine. You can also dive into their delivery and carryout deals at domino's.ca. That's domino's.ca. Feast pizza is great, Scotty. You got to get some, buddy. Sounds good to me. I right, get some. All right. You know what? We want to start with the fantasy side of things. You wrote an article uh, on TSN.ca talking about, in part, Lule, titled Lule with a shocking performance. And from a fantasy perspective, I. Probably less than one percent took Travis Lulay because it would have made no sense to take Travis Lulay last week.
7: Yeah, well, and, and somebody had responded uh, to that article and said, "What, you know, didn't this guy throw for, you know, four thousand yards and thirty touchdowns uh, in in the past?" Yes, he did, mm-hmm. but we had no expectation that he was playing last week. No, uh, so why would anyone uh, expect him to be the most prolific passer in in, in the league? Like it was, um, and yes, this doesn't come out of nowhere. Travis Lulay had a couple seasons throwing more than four thousand yards. Um, but that's like five years ago too. You right. know, we, there, we've had a gap here in, in Travis Lulay's uh, most productive uh, football career, and you know, an injury to Jonathan Jennings right off the hop, uh, and Lule stepped in and had an amazing game, threw for 436 yards, wow. three touchdown passes, ran for a touchdown, and you know, that's look. I, I think there are a lot of CFL teams where if they lose their starting quarterback, they're in trouble. Um, but apparently, BC might have a bit of a luxury here in that they have you know, a good option uh, when Jennings got hurt.
3: Well, the thing is, too, Scotty, with, with, with Lule is that it's not like he lost a starting job because of poor performance. He couldn't yeah. stay healthy, yeah. right? And then Jennings came on a bit more of a dual threat, younger, and he kind of got pushed to the back. But when healthy across his whole career, 2011 MOP, like this guy can ball out. And from a mm-hmm. fantasy side of things, 4295 bucks. the TSN CFL, Fantasy price setters on the salary cap did everybody a favor because you can grab him and he is going to start this week. Yeah,
7: well, and he's going to be super popular at that yeah. price, right? Like that's a that's a price of somebody you don't necessarily expect to start, and so getting uh, getting Travis Lulay at that price for, for at least another week, I'm sure. I'm sure you know if if he's going to start beyond the price will start going up, but uh, you still get a a chance at a real bargain this week.
3: Now, here's an interesting situation. And I wanted to pick your brain on this because it does take some thought. The Ottawa Redblacks play twice in week five, all right So yep. Wednesday hosting Montreal, of course, and then Monday in Toronto against the Argonauts. Now every you can have the red Black players for both games their points count, but their price goes up exponentially because of that. What's yeah. your your thinking, your strategy behind this? Well, <laughs> if not
7: for Travis Lule, I would have been yeah. all over Trevor Harris. Me too. You know, he's expensive, like right? He's over fifteen thousand dollars. But getting two games out of Trevor Harris, who seems to be three hundred yards plus on automatically right. week after week, I'd be willing to to pay that price. Um, but because Travis Lule is is an option, I'm probably I'm probably shying away from from Harris. But I'll still look to you know one of his receivers. You know, like Greg Ellingson. Um, you know, it's expensive for, but you're getting two games out of Greg Ellingson mm-hmm. or and. You know, if you want Deontay Spencer, take a chance on getting, you know, big return game sure. as Twice. well. Yeah. You know, the, there are some there are some ways that you can justify this. And, and as much as those players are going to be expensive, um, I think it's probably worth your while to at least invest in, you know, one or two spots uh, with the Ottawa Redblacks this week.
3: Now, what about, sticking with quarterback Ricky Ray, uh, I think a little underpriced at 9600 bucks 9656 Now, I had that dud last week. So the yardage was there, but no touchdowns, yeah. two picks. Against Ottawa, traditionally, when you're against the Red Blacks, it is a shootout. I kind of like that price point.
7: That's not bad because the one issue is that Ottawa's defense hasn't been very good. Um, You know, as much as they've uh, been able to move the ball, their their D hasn't been great, and so yeah, you could expect Ricky Ray to put up yardage. Uh, My I guess my concern on Ricky Ray, and this goes back to last week, is that he had no touchdowns. He's Mm -hmm. thrown for four touchdowns, right? Like he he leads the league in passing. Uh, through four weeks, but he has four touchdowns in four weeks, and it seems like that's that's a little bit of uh, underperformance. Um, and and for fantasy purposes, you know, touchdowns are, are really what the difference makers are for sure. um, from week to week. And so, it, I, I understand you know that you could see upside in in that price, but I could also understand shying away from Ricky Ray until 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 you find out you know who's going to be scoring his touchdowns because um, you know with a few injuries uh, to their receiving core right now, it's kind of S.J. Green and
3: and some guys. Right. Right. And especially if teams start really targeting S.J. Green and limit him uh, as much. And, and you know what? We've seen him get double teamed and still come out on top. But sure. still, that's that's one guy. One other before we go to the, the team power rankings here for going into week number five. I got to say, Scotty, each week I'm going to keep rolling with this man until he gives me a reason not to. <laughs> Amar Jordan. Yes. From the stamps. Still under six thousand bucks. Yep. The guy just keeps balling. He leads the league in receiving touchdowns. Yeah, well,
7: and, and last week he didn't have any touchdowns, but he had 140, 140 yep. yards, right? Like
3: 14 fantasy that,
7: points. That, that's, that's just fine. You can, you <laughs> can take that and, and uh, bank it week after week. And, you know, like I, I think uh, if you're looking at another possible bargain this week, uh, Brandon Rutley um, from Montreal, because um, it looks like Tyrell Sutton's not going to be able to play. And, you know, Sutton's the league's leading rusher. Sure. Not, not that Rutley is going to be you know, necessarily the equivalent. But he's he's reasonably priced, and if you're looking for a, you know, I, I I'm kind of tending at this point. I'm I'm not spending as much on on running backs, yeah. Um, unless I go for a real premium guy. But in, if you're looking for somebody to kind of fill a spot, Rutley can fill the spot, and he might you know might be pretty productive.
3: And especially with the Red Blacks not really having a, a, an intense pressure defense, they, they kind of drop back a little bit, so there might be an opportunity in the running game there. In conversation with Scott Cullen from TSN.ca on Twitter, at TSN Scott Cullen. Okay, Scotty, let's go to your CFL power rankings going into week five. You can find that on TSN.ca. And we have a new (laughs) champion at number one, the Edmonton Eskimos popping up one spot.
7: Yeah, they're a new champion in (laughs) the A kind of issue with the qualifier that they're not exactly there on on uh, a silver bullet you know like they're, <laughs> they're they're there because they're undefeated through three games but you know a two-point home win against Ottawa isn't exactly this you know <laughs> par- parade down the streets with how great the Edmonton Eskimos have been playing they're good and you know and they've overcome injuries mm-hmm. um, you know especially at the linebacking core, but also at running back Trayvon Vann uh, stepped up last week uh, in the absence of John White and they're going to kind of need that going forward um but they they're sort of they're number 1 because they're 3 and 0 and and other teams have basically been stubbing their toe and uh not able to get there you know like like Calgary I don't know if if they were to meet right now Calgary and Edmonton I still might be inclined to think Calgary would win but right. you know Calgary comes up short in Montreal last week it's kind of you know the, the, that's the second time if you consider a tie with Ottawa you know, being less than ideal result as well, that, okay, well, Calgary, you know, may, maybe their defense isn't quite uh, giving them what they need so far in the early going.
3: And for the Eskimos, going into Hamilton, take on the Ticats. So we kind of go from the very top to dead last with the Ticats at 0-3. And where with the, the Red Blacks, Scotty, who you have at 8 I don't know about you, but I still feel with the Red Locks, okay, they've had a tough schedule. Yeah, Your record is what it is, I understand that, but you see the offensive production. You see signs that maybe this is a team come Labor Day, they're going to figure it out, maybe finish around 500. The Ticats, I- I'm seeing no life at all. Exactly. <laughs> this is, you know, we have these two teams who have zero wins. Yeah. One of them is
7: Ottawa, who has, every loss has been close. They've been in the games. It's, you know, they've just just haven't been able to get over the hump right. and it's like okay i i totally agree with your point that i think ottawa is going to be a much more competitive team it's just you know right now the record isn't good uh in the case of hamilton it's well what can what positive can you take out of the first three weeks I don't like, know. like it, it'd be one thing to say well you know the the defense hasn't quite caught up to the offense or or whatever but it's like the offense is bad the defense is bad Mm. you know how how else can you get beat on the field that's kind of how it's going for Hamilton and, uh, and and that's why you know I move them down there and I'm I'm avoiding them in, in fantasy it's just I kind of need them to show me something before I get back yeah. in on Hamilton
3: well like even in speaking about fantasy you had Luke Tasker who typically you just lean on and he's going to Calaris will find him for for something you know 80 90 100 yards maybe a TD he went he had a goose egg a couple weeks ago yeah right so w- what are you supposed to do with with the tie cats, plus only sixty-one points for the the one
7: uh, qualifier I will give to that is if you want to go for a minimum uh, cost running back, uh, Schurman, uh, oh. who I mean he's he's not getting a ton of touches, but he's twenty-five hundred bucks, and if you, you know need a if, filler, if you, if you okay. really are just filling in a spot, and that look I've seen some of the CFL on TSN guys the way they fill out their rosters, a lot of times they're grabbing some real minimum cost <laughs> guys to fill to fill kind of their flex spot or whatever. Right, right. If you're gonna do that, then you know. Spending twenty five hundred bucks on Sherman, who's at least you know he's getting the carries ahead of Gable, um, yeah, in Hamilton, maybe you know maybe it works out that way, but um, yeah, for for the most part, the the Hamilton tire Cats are not very appealing at the moment.
3: No, we know how Ken Austin likes to do those extended run plays anyway, the quick hitch screens or whatever to the running back that not necessarily getting the the run, the the physical handoffs, but extending the play. So maybe maybe, <laughs> uh, would we go back one more time to the. Uh, power rankings here we got Saskatchewan still at 7 Montreal up from 8 to 6 with that win Argos uh down a spot after the loss in Winnipeg where where are you leaning with the the Argos uh, you know what let's do Argos and Winnipeg cuz i see these two teams they've they've been early on very similar kind of inconsistent offense they can pop the defenses have been good not great Our Toronto's obviously better but uh, they're they're one after the other uh, Winnipeg 4 Toronto 5 they're, they're pretty close
7: yeah and and consistency is Totally the issue right, like you see we see the Argos go on you know scoring drives, and you think, okay well that that team looks like they 're on board, and then they go you know a half without without scoring a touchdown and and so I think you're i mean this is how you end up being ranked fourth and fifth in in a nine team yeah. league as you show some good signs and some not so good signs and that's, and that 's sort of where they are. If I had to guess I, w- I would be more encouraged by the Argos overall mm-hmm. that I think look a, a healthy Ricky Ray gives them a little bit more. Uh, upside offensively because I'm I mean look I this goes back to last year. I'm still not a huge Matt Nichols guy. Sure. Um you know they I think they have some weapons in, in Winnipeg and uh, Andrew Harris is really good running back and had a good week for them last week. Um but uh, you know, this is a quarterback driven league and, and Nichols to me kind of puts a ceiling on, on what the blue bombers can be.
3: Well, sure. And you look last week in the win against the Argos, just 55.6 percent completion, zero touchdowns, now, no interceptions, So he didn't lose you any points there. And yeah. he's not necessarily giving the game away. But I think we might be seeing Matt Nichols fall into that dreaded game no, I was manager. To say role, he is the right? game
7: manager, which the I don't Alex know Smith. <laughs> in, in the see. CFL. I don't know if you want a game manager. No, I think you need somebody who can, uh, uh, you know, as you said about Travis Lule who can ball out, yeah. who, can, yeah. who can, you know, like Nichols you know if he was out there throwing for 400 yards and and you know you would start feeling okay there's and and he has you know in kind of rare spurts but it's just you don't see enough production consistently there to think that okay the Winnipeg Blue Bombers move the ball enough to to think that they can compete and in, in the same look Toronto coming into the season I didn't have great great expectations for them but the offense you know has at least been able to move the ball and so You know, the fact that the defense has probably been better than expected, you know, this is how they end up in the middle of the rankings. Mm -hmm. But there's probably a little bit more upside there that, you know, if they keep, if they, you know, maybe start scoring a little bit more, you know, to just to match the yardage um, that, you know, that maybe the Argos have a little bit higher ceiling than uh, the Blue Bombers.
3: And for Matt Nichols, too, his uh, passing yard production has dropped each week, 331, 267, 228, from four touchdowns to one to zero so we got to keep that in mind, too. Yeah, the trend is not the trend is not no. going in Matt Nichols' direction at the moment. <laughs> All right, Scotty, thanks so much. We'll do it again next week. Awesome. Thanks, Andy. That was tsn.ca Scott Cullen. Great follow on Twitter, at TSN Scott Cullen. After the break, the Golden Boy, Travis Lule, stops by for a special edition of Behind the Helmet. Also, my game picks for Week 5 in the CFL. A lot more coming up on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Football season is here, and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry-out deals at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal, including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our 7 dollars mix-and-match offer that has something for everyone, including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at Domino's.ca.
0: You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Back to wrap
3: up another edition of CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. You can also vote on our CFL Weekly Twitter poll question. Which is what's been the biggest surprise so far the CFL season. Winless Tie Cats. week four for BC. No wins for Ottawa. Or Calgary's Kamar Jordan being the receiving touchdown leader. So far, no wins for Ottawa leading the way. Again, tweet me at Andy MC81. Caught up earlier with Travis Luley, who had that incredible game, four hundred and thirty-six passing yards last week. He will start again this week for Behind the Helmet. And behind the helmet, we don't talk X's and O's in football. We talk about the the character. Of the player, What does he like? How do you get to know the personality about him? And I began the conversation with Travis Lee with a hard-hitting question. What's his favorite TV series of all time?
8: Oh, The Office. Even though it's over, I, we watch it over and over.
3: Do you? <laughs> favorite character of The Office?
8: Oh, Steve Bell.
3: Uh, Michael Scott. <laughs> uh, favorite movie of all time? Oh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Uh, okay, let's get to some football food here. What's your pre-game meal on game day?
8: On game day, uh, normally, like, chicken and pasta, light, or a sandwich.
3: Okay, and is there anything specific you, you go to after a big win? Anything you look to chow down on?
8: Boy, not really. We play our games so late, it's <laughs> whatever's available <laughs> right.
3: just to eat, starving. <laughs> Whatever they put in front of you. But that's exactly right. Today. Nice. Uh, which quarterback did you grow up looking up, uh, looking up to? Jim Kelly. I'm oh.
8: a Bills fan, but I was also a West Coast guy, so I liked, the uh, you know, Montana, Steve Young, but I was, I was big into the Bills and was heartbroken four years
3: ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, listen, I'm a Browns fan, so I feel you, man. At least you guys yeah, got yeah. to the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, now, for, from players I talk to, quite often Vancouver is their top road trip location. Where's your favorite spot away from Vancouver?
8: Oh, boy. Um... You know, I like I like seeing, I have spots in every town that we go to. Ottawa's been a fun place to go to, though it hasn't been particularly kind to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ottawa's a cool city to see. I like seeing the, the nation's capital. Uh, but I do enjoy the Toronto trip, too. Just the, you know, the big hub city in, right. in Canada It's fun to see, too.
3: Yeah, lots to do. Uh, you can grab one artist for a road trip. What singer or group are you taking along?
8: Oh, goodness. Um, Gus Brooks.
3: Garth Brooks. All right. Ah. Is, there, is there one song in particular? Is there a go-to? Oh,
8: just honestly, no. Uh, any, <laughs> but anything uh, from the Greatest Hits uh, album, uh, anything that he sang through the 90s, I'd Check like my hand. That's I- nostalgic.
3: Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Let's get to a little, little fantasy talk here. You've been handed a blank check and can go on vacation anywhere in the world. Where are you headed?
8: Oh, boy. I'm probably I'm going fly fishing in New Zealand. In
3: New Zealand. Wow. You yeah. Know, I don't know why. It came to me. <laughs> it would probably be the most expensive too, so that works, right? You got the blank well, check. I had money. So I right. In New <laughs> Continuing in Fantasyland, land. Another check to you and you get to go and have whatever car you want. What would that be? <sighs>
8: Uh, I'm not a big car guy. I would, I would buy an F-150 with this, this model with all the bells and whistles. Like right.
3: If I had extra. Get the big old truck. Love it. All right. Yeah,
8: uh, I'm pick a pickup man.
3: From a, a personal level, anything better during a game than throwing up a touchdown?
8: Um, <laughs> outside of football, you're
3: saying? Uh, no, just during the game. We had, uh, like, uh, uh, talked to Jamal Westerman, and he said, um, you know, strip sack a quarterback and, uh, and run for the touchdowns better than just a sack. So is there anything to you during the game you toss up the touchdown? Anything, can anything top that when you're playing?
8: Yeah, well, okay. The situation can top it. Doing it on the road ah. doing it after you get hit. So you're on the ground. It's the fourth quarter. It's a potential game clinching throw, and the place is going crazy <laughs> a second long, and then it's silent. You know your guys in the end are with the ball. That's on the
3: road. You, you just shut them, shut down the away crowd cold blooded. Excellent. All That's right. The best,
8: up against <laughs> the world.
3: Uh so the team goal each season, obviously, is to win the Grey Cup, but what's a personal goal you want to achieve this season? <laughs>
8: Honestly, at this stage of my career, uh, the personal goal is seeing my name on that Grey Cup trophy. Uh, it's all about winning that Grey Cup.
3: Good man. All right, uh, a couple more for you here. If I wasn't a football player, another sport I'd want to play professionally would be, oh, uh,
8: basketball or okay. baseball. Hmm. I to say baseball. Baseball is more realistic. I'm <laughs> I'm a six two guy, uh, and those basketball games are a small
3: one on the basketball court. Right. Did you grow up playing baseball? Like, did you have a favorite team? Or
8: I did. I played I played baseball and basketball, and yeah, I was a Mariners nice guy. I grew up in Oregon.
6: Right.
8: Um, So Ken Griffey Jr. was my guy. Hit left-handed. I tried to mimic his (laughs) stance and swing. Tough to copy. Maybe the best swing of all time. Right. Right.
3: What about away from the field? What career path do you want to follow once you hang up the cleats?
8: I'm not sure. You know, I, I know there's coaching in my blood at mm-hmm. some level, whether that's a professional career gig or I'm a, I'm a, you know, coaching high school or, or shoot, junior high softball. I have three daughters, so who knows what I'm what <laughs> coaching. But I know that's part of that's in my blood. But I, I've got a degree in finance, so I can see myself doing something like that, managing money. Uh, but okay. we'll see.
3: Okay, most talented receiver you've ever thrown a touchdown to doesn't have to be on the team now, just all time. Well,
8: just for the legacy of it, I gotta, I gotta throw a nod to my guy G. Roy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, you know, he's maybe the CFL GOAT. There's only a couple that could argue <laughs> that we're in his class. So, uh, pretty fortunate I got I got to throw a few touchdowns his way.
3: Uh, Travis, thank you so much for taking the time and good luck this season. You bet. Much. That was starting quarterback for the BC Lions, Travis Lule. Thank you so much, for Travis, for taking the time there. So for game picks this week, I'm picking the one I'm most interested in. This one comes Saturday, July 22nd, 9 o'clock Eastern on TSN. Calgary Stampeders hosting the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Coming out of the bye, what do the Rough Riders have in the tank? How are they going to progress? Can they build off of their win? Went into the bye with a victory. Tough test with the 2-1-1 Calgary Stampeders. We know Bo Levi. Tough week last week, but Bo Levi and that offense can ball out. So, how is that going to come about on the road for the Rough Riders? I'm going to. I think it's going to be closer than some people think. I believe the Stamps are going to get much more than the 23 points they had against Montreal. It'll be in the the low 40s, high 30s, and the Stamps squeak one out by five or less over the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So, I'm going Stamps there. Thank you so much to our guests this week: Derek Taylor, Scott Cullen, Travis Luley, and producer. Joe Narsa, as always. Thank you so much. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to CFO Weekly across the TSN radio network. Football season is here, and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry-out deals at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal, including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our 7 dollars mix-and-match offer that is something for everyone, including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at Domino's.ca